1: Welcome everybody to another episode of our Portuguese Table. I'm Angela and Maria. How are you? Hola, querida. How are you? I'm good. It has been a while. We've it has a, been
0: a while, we've taken but a you bit know of what? A break, but it's been busy. It, we've been all busy. I mean, we'll we'll talk about that on our own podcast. But right. today we have a really special guest, don't we? We do. I'm so excited, actually. So we have
1: Alexander Diaz, who is the founder of Jinja 9. And if you haven't heard of Jinja 9, it's a new brand, a new label. We'll have Alexander explain it, of Ginjinha, uh, And um, I first had Jinja 9 at an event here in San Jose. It was the farewell event for Nuna Matias, our outgoing console. And I have to say, and... Alexander, I hope you take this as a compliment because I've never really been a fan of (laughs) Jinjinia, but then, but I tried Jinjin9 and it was actually pretty good. So welcome, Alexander. We're so excited to have you with us and hear your
2: story. Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. So why don't we just want to jump right in and tell us a bit about yourself and how you, you know, got interested in doing Jinjinia and then bringing this brand to market and just give us the background.
2: Yeah, sure. So first, um, my background, I was born in the United States, in the East Coast, Fall River. My parents, my dad went there for college, and he took my mother with him. So I stayed there for five years. When he was done with college, he went back to Portugal with my mother. So I was raised there. And um, interesting or not, my brother was the first one to move to the United States. My dad used to joke a lot that I was made in Portugal, born in the United States. My my brother was made in the United States, born in Portugal. <laughs> and here uh, or not, he was actually the first one to move to Los Angeles. He, he's a video editor. And I used to come here to visit him during summer uh, to L.A. And uh, after a few years, three or four years, he and my mother were able to convince me to move with him. Uh, in LA, actually, I was living in Burbank. It was a crazy transition for me. All my life was in Portugal. Uh, I was not familiar at all with the culture and with the lifestyle here of of, uh, of the United States. Mm-hmm. And I didn't move in a very uh, good period of time in terms of the economy. I moved in 2008, 2009, when everything crashed.
0: Oh so, my! Um, yes. How old were you I then, Alexander?
2: I was 32. You were 32, 32 then. Yeah. Um okay. mm-hmm. so I, I just turned 40. So that was eight years ago. In August, will be eight years exactly when I moved to L.A. So mm-hmm. it wasn't easy, uh, leaving everything behind. But uh, I cannot say that we got it at all. And the meanwhile, I got married here. I We just had a baby four months ago.
0: Oh, congratulations.
1: Congratulations.
2: <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. So, um, I have two babies, Ginger 9 and Thiago. started Almost at the same time. So going back to Ginger 9, I was, uh, I used to work for JP Morgan, JP Morgan Chase as a business banker. And in my portfolio of clients, I had all different types of business owners and uh, Portugal. And I would say in the past five years has become a very trendy destination mm-hmm. for North American tourism. Uh, So I had several customers going to Lisbon, and they would ask me what to do there, what to eat, what to visit. And every time we would come back, they would, like, be fascinated by the culture, by the food, by the lifestyle, all, all the tradition and history that we have in Europe, that unfortunately we don't have that kind of history in the United States. Another thing they were coming and asking me for was for ginger. They they couldn't say ginjinha, they they would say ginja. And um, the first guy, this was probably more than three years ago that my first customer came and asked me about it. And I wasn't even surprised that he could say the name ginja because for them it's not easy. A lot of them say ginja or it's not an easy word. Right. And for who doesn't know, ginger is the name of the sour berry. Uh, That's what it means in, in Portuguese. And so, and that's one of the reasons we kept the name as well, because as such a huge history and tradition, you cannot really change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, although a lot of marketing companies advised me to change the name because it's not very easy. But that's another story. But continuing <laughs> with the with the song, with the beginning of Ginger Night, uh So that gentleman he came back asking for us, and I he knew I was Portuguese, of course. I told them, don't worry, there's so many. Uh, markets portuguese markets in the us i'll find you a bottle of two and then i'll send it to you so i did my research and i couldn't find anything in the market even in the east coast back then and i was kind of shocked it's such a portuguese icon when you go especially to lisbon it's almost like a tradition to to have one and it's all, all the touristic guides and everything then another customer went there asking for the same thing after four after the fourth one, I was like, okay, there, there's something here. People enjoy this, and they, they want it. Yeah. So I started doing research. Why wasn't it here? Um, what was the motive? Because we have a lot of other Portuguese delicacies in the market, like different mm-hmm. kinds of wines and uh, aperitifs and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, it was a yeah. little odd for me that ginger wasn't here. So I found out that the reason in the beginning was This ginger started actually as an ancient recipe for the Portuguese monks from the 7th century, 17th century. In the central region of the country, uh, there was a high abundance of the fruit, and because you cannot eat it, it's so sour. The monks—they were amazing back then. They invented beer and all that. Then you also had their fun. (laughs) So they infused the cherries in alcohol. And that's how gene just started. So when from generation to generation, people would just do it in their backyard. You know, Portuguese people love to plant their own stuff. They have their own tomatoes, their own chickens, their own olive oil, their own wine, like my grandparents and all that. You know it is. We love yes. to have <laughs> our own thing. It's our own ego. Oh, I made this. this is, I did this. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? That is yeah. spot on. <laughs> yeah, that's how we are. And that's amazing. So, there was not enough production even to fulfill the country. Although, in the recent years, I don't know how this started. I tried to research. They don't really have a name for the person who invented it. But as soon as they invented Evan Jinjin in the chocolate cup, this became very trendy. And the, the search and the look for it just really jumped to different numbers. So mm-hmm. it started being a real business and companies start producing it more and more and more. So I looked for the, the biggest and the best, the best pro- uh, producers of ginger and, um, in Portugal. And um, the other issue that we had was the label. Their label, although their product is probably the best product um, in Portugal, it's from a, a producer called Lik their label really wouldn't appeal to the U.S. market. So with them, in conjunction with them, we developed this new label, Ginger Nine. So we kept the name Ginger and the Nine, as you can see in the label as a heart. The Nine represents mm-hmm. peace and love. That's why we have the heart there. Mm.
0: Um, I, I, so I, I actually Nine, love that. We were talking about this before you came on, and that is, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but that crafted by love, I mean, crafted by hand, but made
2: with love. That is
0: perfect. (laughs) I love that.
2: Yeah, that's Portugal. Uh, We really, uh, we are so crafty with everything we make, Mm -hmm. and uh, our products have such a high quality. It is a shame that the world uh, cannot, we cannot share with the world everything we make there because it's not just ginger. We have an amazing wines. We have amazing olive oil. We have mm-hmm. amazing jams. Um, but unfortunately, we're a small country. And then to fulfill a market like the United States, it's a big task. And uh, most of these companies are not prepared for that. And they don't even have the space to do it. I was very fortunate because we COVID, they are really investing. They have a huge amount of land. I think they have more than 25,000 ginger trees right now and 20,000 acres of land. So they are exporting already to all over the world. So they are prepared for this. Otherwise, I, I couldn't have done it. And it's so I'm so grateful that I can share a little piece of Portugal, a little of our love. So I, that's why they made with love and then the heart. So that's the, the beginning of, of Ginger 9. That's how really how it started. It was almost by an a, by accident. I w- had no idea how the alcohol industry uh, worked. Uh, I was in a completely different field. And now here I am. I'm no longer with JP Morgan. I'm uh, dedicated 100% uh, to Ginger wow. 9. And um, sharing it to all the Portuguese community and to all the, the Americans. And the feedback has been amazing. Um, mm-hmm. We were this weekend, for example, at the Hollywood Ball, a huge event. There was probably like around 20,000 people there. We were in the VIP area doing tastings with Ginger 9 on the chocolate cup and also with the mojitos. So we we started our first uh, shipment arrived in the U.S. in December. So although this idea started three years ago, we've been in the market, I can't say, Generally, because that's where really we start going to stores and uh, showing the, the product and doing things.
0: Are you now strictly in the West Coast or are you coming out to the East Coast?
2: So, currently, we are only in the West Coast. We will go to the East Coast definitely because there's a huge uh, Portuguese community there. Uh, yes. We are looking for a distributor. Uh, we'll be making some contacts. And I think. Shortly, we will be there. Also, we will go to Oregon. Oh, great! Portland, Portland is a very amazing city when it comes to um, to crafty uh, beverages, mm-hmm. uh, crafty spirits. In this case, so this will uh, be fantastic for Ginger Nine uh, because mm-hmm. something very unique. In a way, it's good that there's no competition. Although <laughs> it's very hard to explain to someone when they ask, "So what it tastes like?" because there's nothing like this in the market. You have the typical right. cherry liqueur, but this is not your regular cherry liqueur because it's made out of sour uh, cherry. Another thing very important is that I didn't mention this is a hundred percent natural product. I don't know if you guys are on the website. Uh, I am right session, on it right now. Uh-huh. Great, awesome. So and the reason is the only thing they do is they infuse the berries in a natural alcohol solution of rice and cereal, and they sit there for 12 months, around the year, one year. Uh, so the color that you see from ginger is the color from the fruit. So there's no added colors or preservatives. It's an amazing product. Uh, mm-hmm. And cherries, you Google, sour cherries, they're very good for for your body. They yeah. do a lot of good. Up for you. I don't want to get into that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, if for those that are listening and you want to go onto the website, it's jinja9.com It's G I N J A Nine, the number nine dot com. And on it it has a G9 mojito recipe on how to make this mojito that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
2: could well, go for that uh, right yeah. now. Well there's
0: the mojito is and the margarita.
2: <laughs> yeah. The I flag right now um everywhere that we go the mojito and the mojito came because this is a it's a very traditional thing in portugal and it does work there because we sell it in little kiosks and people form lines of like 30 40 minutes and there's a lot of of them served per day but if you're at home you're going to There's a a limited amount of chocolate that you're gonna eat, right? You're not gonna eat two or three. You can also have it on the rocks, that's actually my favorite way. I love to sip on it when it's nice and chilled. Uh, But we figured out that we should, we needed some cocktails, especially to penetrate the market when it comes to restaurants and bars, all that side that beside the retail, beside the market. Mm. So the mojito. Actually, uh, our producer in Portugal, they're doing the same thing with a different name as well. They call it the Um, (laughs) Maritel. Imagine (laughs) that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Interesting name.
0: uh, And of course, now I'm sorry. And now I'm going on where it's available because I'm going to be going to the West Coast in a couple of weeks. And I'm already thinking, I know I'm going to be at Bacayá Grill. And they have it there. And mm-hmm. I'm also looking at the different like little spots where I'm going to be in San Jose. Um, I- I'm yeah, really, them up. I'm going to be picking this up. I, that is a no denying it now. I cannot wait to have this. I, I love that you did
1: bring in the cocktail aspect because Yeah. So this is something that Marie and I talk about with our guests all the time is, you know, bringing Portuguese food and beverages to the mainstream requires a little bit of creativity and catering to that market. Right. And so then there's the debate about like, oh no, do you just keep it pure and, you know, don't, don't mess up a a good thing, but you know what, like times change, things change, people want new and different things. And so the, the idea of taking the, the ginjinha and creating the mojito or the margarita or the martini. I mean, I think it's brilliant and it's raising awareness of this awesome drink. So someone might have the mojito like it and then decide, like, well, you know, I'm going to try the ginger just, you know, straight out just to yeah. see if I like that's that. The, so it's goal. like a good entree. Right. So no, I think it's, right. I think those and I love your packaging. I love the fact that you stayed with the ginger name.
0: Um, yep, I
1: too. I, you know, I, I, because it's uh, what do they call it? like a um, the ob- not the obvious, but uh, like the self-explanatory name. like it's the it's a name that says what it is versus some like funny name that has nothing to do with what it is, and you have to explain yeah. it even more. you know. So, no, I think you've done an excellent job here and and the the presentation of it, the color, the it's just so well done. I mean, congratulations. Thank you and I love the heart, well. the heart bottle. I want to buy a heart bottle just to have on display <laughs> in our bar.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we're we're actually in in a month we'll have that heart bottle, and there's another one like in a shape of an inverted cone uh, into the market. But going back to the mojito, the mojito is what it's gonna put the ginger name. Into, into the United States, the, the feedback from the mojito is outstanding. It's such a different flavor, very, very refreshing. You pretty much don't feel alcohol, but you have two mojitos and you are a little buzzed uh, because <laughs> it has rum yes, and the ginger. just so has a, a, a three ounces of alcohol. That is a lot. But yeah, the, the every time we go into a show, we did the American, um, the Cuban American festival. I believe like three weeks ago. Uh, there were like all kinds of different boots, uh, Cuban boots, by the way. And we were with the Portuguese. Um, <laughs> that was so interesting. We were with a Portuguese product and a Cuban festival. But <laughs> the organization tried the the mojito in another festival, and they were like, "This is a mojito. I don't care. You gotta be there. This is phenomenal."
1: That's so awesome.
2: So we served. 700 mojitos that day in wow. five or six hours. We wore the <laughs> busiest food. They were serving Cuba livers, daiquiris, tequilas, margaritas. Our line was like 30, 40 minutes all day. It was such an amazing feeling. It was like a proof of concept. It's like, okay, yeah. people Absolutely. really like this because they're that, buying it. You're not just giving it away.
0: Right. right. That is awesome. I, I mean, the whole thing. Oh, yeah.
2: <clears throat> so and I know you're just... Thing, and, no, go ahead. Yeah. The other product, so we have that for bars, restaurants, and on the retail side, uh, if you go to our shop page, if you g- see the gift set, that mm-hmm. gift set is also very, very popular with a bottle and the chocolate cups. People love to go to a dinner party or to a social gathering and show up with that. That creates um, curiosity from from their guests because. People are not aware. Most of the people are not aware what chingy is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it's been it's been an adventure. Um, it's not been easy. Right now, the, we don't have a distributor. We are doing it ourselves. It's a very oh, wow. very tough industry to get in. It's very controlled. Uh, I had no idea in the beginning when we got into this, but that's how business is. You start looking and finding, but. We've just been a few months in business and things now are opening. We've been doing a lot, a lot of great contacts for Ginger and and try to get then a distributor and have it in the main source. Because we're trying to do the problem with the Portuguese, and you mentioned that, Angela, uh, the problem with the Portuguese product is you have so many amazing products like we mentioned before. But the thing is they give the product to a distributor they don't change the label. Come still with a Portuguese label. That doesn't mean anything to the common American here. Looks at it, has no idea what he's staring at. It's not appealing sometimes. Uh, and they just put it in a shelf. And it just stays there, mm-hmm. getting dust. And what is it's going to happen again, that retail chain, that market, whatever it is, is not going to order again. And the product, can be amazing, but it didn't really add a chance. So what we're trying to do with Ginge9 is trying to go the longer route, the right one, that it started with a private label. We completely changed the label, tried to make it appealing to the US market. And now what we're doing is, for the past five or six months, we are at every festival, every trade show, every private event that makes sense for us to create brand awareness. So mm, yeah. when it's the right time, then we'll go to a Trader Joe's, then we'll go to all because it's amazing. The first time when someone sees me, oh, are you at Trader Joe's? Are you no, it doesn't mm-hmm. work that I can put ginger yeah. nine there, but Trader Joe's probably will not put they won't put another order because probably also one or two bottles right. because people are not aware of this product. Right. First the whole,
0: the whole market, the whole Portuguese market, and I think this is again something that Angela and I talk about a lot of times when we're not being recorded and that is <laughs> the time is now that really is alexander and and just hearing you talking about it it just kind of kind of puts into perspective what angela and i are always saying and that is the time is now for portugal i Absolutely. i think now more than ever before in um my lifetime here that the anything portuguese is being looked at as oh I want to know more about that, but it is Uh educating. It is educating and re-educating and sometimes educating our own because some of our own don't understand what Jinja is or they don't understand what something else is because they didn't grow up with it or it was a different part of whatever, or they heard about it, but they haven't had it in so long. So it's, it's now their children or their grandchildren who are Portuguese who maybe some of them haven't gone back to Portugal or aren't aware of what Xinja is. Um it it's constantly that re educating and educating and educating and educating. And I really do think the time is now yes. in promoting Absolutely. all things Portuguese. It really is.
2: I can really is. I can give you an example. I had uh, three or four calls in the past week of friends, ex colleagues people that I know, that they have someone going right now to Portugal and they're asking me, what should I do there? What should I eat? What is the best thing yeah. to see? Mm-hmm. But it's yep. amazing. I've never seen this before. Portugal is really trendy right now. And like yes. you were mentioning, everything from Portugal it creates, a, it's appealing right now. Um yeah products, uh, Portuguese products. They're very appealing and people see them in a different way. Uh It is amazing. It's fantastic. And we definitely should take advantage of that because seven, eight years ago, for example, when I got here, people had no idea pretty much where Portugal was. They thought I was from Brazil. A lot of times yeah. I was. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah, We still run into that. We still have that we, problem. We still have that problem, yeah. Alexander. Yeah,
2: do. but not as much, especially yeah. here in LA. I have not encountered someone for a while now that uh, would confuse me with, um, with being Brazilian. Actually, they know the difference. They actually mentioned, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys speak the same language in Brazil, but with a different accent. And I'm shocked. But, yeah, wow. That's exactly correct. Uh, okay. Yeah, we are on the map now, to be honest with you. We are there, and we should definitely cultivate and uh, try to bring more Portuguese products uh, to the market. And and really, every day, if you go to Business Insider, if you go to the travel uh, travel website, Portugal is everywhere. Like the ten top yeah. destinations to go, the what to do in Lisbon. Every I, I could be. I actually stopped. I used to do that a lot on my Facebook, share those links. No, now too many. It's like almost boring because everyone is doing it. There's yeah. so many of them out there. Yep. It's fantastic. It's so good to see that.
1: And um, Anthony Bourdain just did another episode of his show in Porto. Yeah,
2: in Porto. So, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, I hear you. So I, much like you, Alexander, I have a lot of friends or you know, co-workers that say they're going to, to Portugal and where should they go. So I'd actually drafted this whole email about, okay, you go here on this day and then take this (laughs) train and, you know, here's how to, you know, order a coffee and here's some of the food. And so now what I do, that's like my, my, my email. I just f- keep forwarding that same email to like everybody th- who asks because I mean there's no need to rewrite it, right? So that's become my guide. <laughs> <laughs> now
0: one of the things you're saying and that we've also also said is the hard work it takes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now I personally I you know I need I need to ask this question. We ask this question of everyone but what does it mean to you, Alexander? What does it mean to you of being Portuguese? What does is, what is being Portuguese mean to you?
2: Uh, that's my, uh, my root. You know, mm. I, all my family, I, it's such a, we, we, as Portuguese, we have a different mindset from most of other countries. The way our culture is, is um how can I put it this in a nice way because we are the way we uh, <laughs> are raised in Portugal is like, and my, I think my mother tried to avoid that, but there's no way that we could get away with my grandmother and my grandfather from both sides is like, it, it's, we're always trying to be perfect and always to be the best at what we do. And we're always in competition with your neighbor to see you, Yeah, you know, but At the end, what I'm trying to say is we are very proud of what we do and what we have in Portugal. No matter what happens, how insignificant it is, if something happens in Portugal, Portugal, you always try to share with your friends, you know, listen, this happened there. So we are uh, very proud of our nation. And it's such a little country that achieved so much, we cannot forget what we accomplished. Back in the 1500s, even before that, with all the discoveries, like we really mm-hmm. conquered the world. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we had no means or the power to keep all those colonies. We were definitely uh, on top of the world back then, and I think that just follow our our culture all the way to our days. We had some dark periods with a dictator, and I think that really uh, affected us. And especially in the last 100 years, like, I think Portugal could be in a much better place. Now, where, where we are right now, we probably would have been like 40 years ago if we didn't have a dictator. But that's, that's history. But I'm so proud to be Portuguese and to tell people, I could actually say that I'm American. But if you uh, if you know me and the people around me, when they ask me uh, where I'm from, I'm Portuguese. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even say I was born in Fall River. That comes after when uh, they asking me if I'm a citizen or if it's citizenship. But yeah, the, I'm uh, well,
0: I was right well, there. That's when that I was fine. What is that line? Uh, born in um, U.S.A. with Portuguese parts. Isn't that what they say? It? Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly.
1: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. It's um, in your DNA.
2: <laughs> definitely. And now with you it's so easy to maintain contact also with Portugal, mm-hmm. with FaceTime and Skype and all that. So you're pretty much my mother is still living there and my, my family. So and now with the baby we're almost everyday FaceTiming. So yeah my roots are very, very, very Portuguese. And my Portuguese is is still very it's perfect. I speak better Portuguese than I speak English. So So I'm your a,
0: parents are still there?
2: Unfortunately, I lost my dad uh, oh, already I'm sorry. at a very young age. But mm-hmm. yeah, my mother is still alive, in great shape. I still have my family there, grandparents from my mother's side, oh, uh, and be... uncles and cousins and all that. Now, yeah. How,
0: how often do you go back, Alexander?
2: I try to go at least once a year. Uh, I was there last year, but... It's, it's not easy to go every year. And, and now, I really wanted to go there this year. I don't think I can make it because being a business owner, uh, as the name can be, or an entrepreneur, now as we, they like to call it, it can yes. be, or it can seem that it's uh, very cool, but it puts a lot of hours work. Uh, you never stop. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're getting from your eight to five home and that's the end of your day. No, uh, Sometimes the end of your day is at two o'clock in the morning. Sometimes right. in, in a weekend you travel eight hundred miles or a thousand miles. Sometimes I used to drop with my wife. I'm a truck driver now <laughs> 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 because you put so many miles. <laughs> I'm all over the place. But when you do it with passion and when you really believe in your product and the quality, I, I think that's that's the key for us. If you really get involved as a business honoring something, you need to be passionate about it. As, mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not going to work because it yeah. requires so many sacrifices, especially now that we have the baby. Uh, yeah. I wish I could spend some time, more time with him, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I can't. But on the yeah. other side, you, you get all this amazing feedback and putting a, a Portuguese product out there. Uh, I honestly believe really it would be the passion. Um, right not, not well, you know, it's
0: yeah, funny not, it's funny when people see businesses succeed or that are do, just doing well something new it's wonderful people only see the outcome of all your hard yeah. work mm-hmm. they they don't know how much of a hard work it is and it comes with a lot of sacrifices and whether yeah. it's Sacrificing things at home or sacrificing things that you'd want to, to be able to do or can do, um, for the sake of what you're passionate about, and that is the business, and that is your baby. You're absolutely right when you said you had two babies. It it has to be, and um, but from all of that hard work, the outcome is going to be worth it. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You really need to be committed because. People usually, when you're successful, they just see the tip of the iceberg. They don't see the entire foundation, yeah. what it took you to get there. I can give you a pretty um, good story from, I don't know if you heard of Tito's Vodka. Uh-huh. Tito's Vodka, is, they're probably selling 8 million cases a year. He was just offered $2 billion for wow. his company, but he loves, he loves it. So he said, no. Charles Clooney just sold his tequila company too for $1 billion, but Charles Clooney... It's is not his business, but going back to Tito's, Titos started more than twenty years ago, and only now he is popular. so I times now are different with social media and other stuff you don't I don't and i not say it will take it takes twenty years now, but it does take a long time, and people think when I talk to some people that are in this industry, oh Tito's just showed up and they are so good. <laughs> And I was like, I started laughing. No, Tito he showed up 20 years ago. He was the first guy to be able to get a distillery in Texas. That's <laughs> really, really hard to get mm-hmm. all the licenses to be a, to alcohol, to be an important distributor and all that. It's, it's very hard. So for you to have an example, I started almost with all this three years ago. It requires a lot of time, a lot of investment. And your weeks, they kind of look like 80 hours. Uh, of work per week on 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 a regular basis. Yeah. So um, it, you really need to be passionate when you get into a business. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And another thing is, sometimes you feel very lonely if you don't have a partner. Yeah. You have those fantastic <laughs> days that everything goes right. That oh yeah, that meeting was awesome. Yeah, we closed that deal. And Absolutely. then you have the other days. Every single bar is walls it's closing in your face and you get all those notes and you think Mm -hmm. oh my god what am I doing is this the right thing so there's a lot of doubt you gotta you gotta be you gotta be strong
1: you gotta really believe and, and go to passion and let's let's just stay on that for a second because I actually am am totally going through that exact thing right now, <laughs> where you know, you're getting a lot of no's. I mean, I just went to a, a booth to sell one of my products, or to a to an event to sell my products. I didn't sell one, you know. And it's it's a uh-huh. it's a lot of effort. Like you said, it's time away from the family. It's money that you've sunk into this thing, and you're not getting it back. And so now, yep. you know, Maybe you're having a hard time paying your bills, right? That kind of thing. So for others out there that might also be um, either having the hard, a hard time like this or that's what keeps them from doing it, right? Like yeah. I have Absolutely. this idea, but I'm so afraid. I don't know that I could even handle that kind of stress. What yeah. would be, I mean, so you've said you have to be passionate. You have to be passionate. But like I, sometimes I think, I don't know if people really understand what that means. Like when you're passionate about something. And so, then, where do you where do you find the encouragement or the strength to keep going when you have a hundred doors closed in your face? And then, you know, maybe it's the hundred and first or the hundred second that's going to say yes. But you know, after a hundred no's, how do you find that strength? You got go to go keep- back.
2: You got to go back to the fundamentals of, of the business and why you're doing it. And you got to think always that you're not going to please everyone. It mm-hmm. would be amazing. But we can't. There's so many great products out there, very successful, and they have only a percentage of the the market because thank God we are all different. We all share different opinions, we have different tastes. Sometimes you're that place that unfortunately you got most of those people that don't don't not their taste is different or their they don't feel connected to your product. Right. Um, it's hard, you know it's really hard, and thank God with gingerine, I don't see when I don't care when a dog falls the business owner comes with an excuse this or that I, I know he's just finding excuses because the product is not uh known, but I get really and it really touches me, and sometimes my wife tells me, hey, you cannot take this so personal when someone tries it and doesn't like it. <laughs> um, really?
0: That yeah. really said
2: that most than anything. And I'm just doing a tasting. I'm not even selling. That's what affects me the most. But I need to understand that some people love codfish, but now some people, people don't, it.
1: right? Yeah, exactly. You know,
2: it's, just, it's like yeah. even shrimp, shrimp, for example, this I, I for me or lobster, how can you not like lobster? My brother hates it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a great example. Like, right. You. But it's a, it's a delicacy. It's something so amazing, so tasty. How is it possible for someone else to like, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of people out there that they don't like seafood at all. So you got to think like that. You cannot, you got to, it's going to hit you. We are human. We're humans and it's impossible not to like, not pay attention to it or it's going to hit you, but you got to make it fast. Okay. Just put it in your back and that's that Next. Let's move yep. forward.
0: That's that's because it.
2: Because otherwise you're just gonna start thinking about that, you're not gonna be productive, right. it's just gonna affect you in a really bad way when it's gonna go downward spiral and then it's hard to get out, right? Exactly. yeah, exactly. Just go back to the be on track, be positive and continue your, your work, your good work, and, and things will happen. And um, there's so many opportunities. They sometimes you just need that's one door open. hundred mm-hmm. can be closed. You just, in Starbucks, the guy went to 200 banks for a loan. 200. Can you imagine? 200, oh he God. was denied. Oh look God. at Starbucks now. So that's just <laughs> so, and there's so many stories out there that it's incredible. You just gotta be persistent and you gotta believe that your product will make it. The only and, tough uh, part is when people don't have a great product, And they think it is great. That's Mm -hmm. when things are a little bit different. Well, and that's when you need somebody that's
1: honest and that's going to tell you, "Mm, "This may have been a good idea in theory, but I don't think it's really going to work out." Because you know your family members, oh yeah, it's great. Sure, go ahead. And it's like sending you off to get you know that's horrible. Yeah,
2: (laughs) you know you you should never like. be, rely on your family members opinion or your friends when you're starting a your business you should go out there to who doesn't know you do a tasting or do whatever you're doing or, or provide a service do a complimentary and then get the feedback from from it uh, and then you will see you'll see the percentage 50 people like it mm, that's access, a hundred percent and then you get it from there but unfortunately uh, I see also entrepreneurs out there that it's their product or what they're doing, the type of service doesn't have a need or doesn't really improve anything or the traditional history. Uh, Those are the components for success. You need to have a story for your product. You need to have quality and you need to be appealing. Uh, If you have those three combined, that's perfect. Sometimes you only have one. Sometimes you just have quality. How many wines out there, how many products that we see that the label is really crappy, but the product quality is outstanding. So you're going to buy it anyway. It doesn't Mm, really matter how does it look. But when you can combine those three, that's the recipe for success. So you got to look for that. And uh, I'm very blessed that this pretty much landed on me, this ginger eye uh, concept because I couldn't believe in the beginning that no one really was uh, doing... There was a ginger there. I don't even think they're in the market, because I've been going to where we're selling right now. I haven't seen it for a while. Uh, and they made the mistake that most of Portuguese companies do, and they, the label is not appealing. They didn't do any type of brand awareness. They simply just put it on the shelf and pray that the customers were going to pick it. So they were actually in bath mode. I, uh, I had no idea. I think I found out about like two or three months ago about it. They were in bath mode, uh, but of course they're no longer in bath mode. Uh, This is for a short period of time because there was no brand awareness. You need to have people doing tastings there. That's another hard thing because it's a spirit. There's most of the places you cannot do tasting. And for it to be successful, you, you need to do tastings because people have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes it a lot, a lot, a lot harder. If I was selling, I don't know, cod or olive oil or a, a spread, ginger I' probably be in a much better stage uh, because you can do, go to any market and do a tasting, there's no problem. But with spirits and, and alcohol,
1: right? You're a limited. Lot of to them,
2: Very, very, very limited. If it was wine or beer, it'd be easier. But it falls under the category of spirits. And for them, spirits, it's hard liquor. It's vodka or it's gin or rum. So you cannot do a lot of tasting because of that. Okay. But that's that's one of the things you just need to know how to go around it, and it'll take a little bit more. Die. Yeah.
0: Now, one of the other questions we always have to go back to food. When when you, because this show really, we're just sitting at a table here. We're all just sitting and just talking about about what it is to be Portuguese and all the things that we love about it. And one of the things, of course, is our food. And when you go back to Portugal and you go visit your mom, what is your favorite dish? What do you say? my you know please make this for me
2: <laughs> um my favorite dish and it's not it's the favorite dish my mother makes it's actually not my favorite dish i'm very basic when it comes to my fr- i love french fries i love portuguese <laughs> french fries. i love I okay but say, that's a,
1: that's the spec- That's the specific yeah,
2: it's portuguese the bitok. Fries, yes. if i go to portugal yeah. i need the tok that oh, that's take okay. that french fries Oh my god! That mm-hmm. love that taste that right now in my mouth. I may have to cook some. I love it. <that. laughs> but my mother makes a dish with cod. I don't even know how to say. It. It's called empadão. I don't know how to translate it. Empadão. It's an empadão of codfish with salad on the side, and that is the most amazing dish. What's for in me. it? Yeah. So uh, there's codfish, then she. So impadone, you make it with with whatever it can be with meat. It can be with fish, seafood, and then you put eggs. You mix everything that goes to the oven. I don't know exactly the recipe. How, what's the translation for impadone? Um, it almost
1: sounds like, a, I hate to say it, but like when, like an omelet that you would make with leftovers. Like you
2: just kind of put no, everything no, in No, 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 no. If my mother listens to this, she's going to kill me because it's something very <laughs> elaborated that uses a type of dough it's like a crispy type of dough. Oh, um like an yeah,
1: empanada.
2: Yeah, it's like an empanada, but it's... The empanada, what it's outside the crust is hard. Do you yeah. know that, like you have in a crust, that kind of dough? But it's not yes. sweet. It's crispy like you have in the nappage. Yeah, yes. It's kind of, so it's like a filo dough. It, it no, crust, it's cutthew. A filo right? yeah. dough. Oh,
0: filo. dough,
2: that's what it is. That's what it is. All right. I, I couldn't remember the name. So she does it in the filo dough with a salad on the side, and that is just amazing. It just melts in your mouth when you cut it. It cracks. Oh, it's it's an amazing thing. I think it takes like a few hours to make it. It's very elaborate, but my so mother is an amazing, amazing cook.
1: It almost sounds like a bacalhau pot pie or something, you know, <laughs> like uh, like um, <laughs> look, sometimes you can like wrap a whole brie cheese in filo dough and you bake it, And but I'm trying to think of another yeah.
2: Um so yeah dish. she pretty much yeah. that's what she does. Uh-huh. Okay. And then it's wrapped on the silo though. It's oh it's amazing. It, it nice. is it, it is really something. I, I need to
1: Maybe we can get yeah. the recipe from her and we can share it with our listeners.
2: Yep. I do a lot of stuff for my mother, like um a rost a Oh I like to go, yes, I like to go to the kitchen. Uh and then I actually did it like two or three days ago. Um, shrimp. Like you fry it and you put it yeah. in a pan. and it, yes. And um, on olive oil, a little bit of garlic.
0: Uh, garlic salt shrimp and is pepper.
2: delicious. Mm. Yes. And then the little secret ingredient is like after it's nice and um, crispy. The shrimp from both sides, you add a little bit of beer. And you just let it boil there for two or three minutes. A little bit Uh, of what? Beer. Beer.
0: Oh, beer! Beer. Yes, yes,
2: yes. Yes. It's amazing. And the sauce, and then you dip a little bit of bread in that sauce. Oh my god, Mm. that's 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 (laughs) portable right there.
0: (laughs) Yes, that is a little (laughs) back.
1: So, Alexander, is there anything that you don't like or that you won't eat? That's Portuguese as far as food is concerned?
2: Uh, I'm not a big fan of um, that, uh, what is it called? A galinha com arroz de sangue?
0: Oh, uh, yes, oh, I don't
2: care for that. Uh, no, Yes. No. Arroz no, is that what it's called? Arroz there you go. Um, yeah, um, I, I can't really do that, uh, yeah. but rather than that, I know we also have a few great dishes with rabbits. I'm not a big fan of those as well.
1: Mm. Uh, but
2: rather than that, I, I'm a big fan of everything. Carnal enchana, leitão assado, bacalhau. We've
1: had a few uh, people on the show say that like dobrada or tripas or something. Oh, they're not a fan yeah. of. oh, I love that. Really? Love oh, that.
2: God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dobrada is delicious. I lo- I love the consistency of it, that texture. Oh, no, no, the
1: and I think that's what turns
2: most people off,
1: actually, yeah. is the texture of it.
2: I, yeah. I think you need you need to be used to it. And I was, my yeah. grandmother would make it very often uh, when I was a kid, and I would love to eat that. So I think it just stayed with me. But yeah, if you don't, if you're not raised having it, then as an adult, I can see it being a little funny well you know
0: i'm I'm just thinking here alexander this is just not my thought of course we're talking about food and then we're talking about your liqueur that you make the the jinja i know and and before you were saying how we're all so proud when we make our own things well of course i grew up making liqueurs Except for ginger, we did not make ginger, but I made liqueurs, lemon and orange and, you know, coffee liqueur and tea liqueur, anything kind of liqueur you could think of, we would make. And and I still do, and I still do. But I'm thinking you could do, we need to do like, you know, where you have the recipes for cocktails. What you need to do is a pairing of Portuguese food. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. That ginger would compliment because sometimes when I go visit my family and we'll start having a, a fish dish of sorts, whether it's octopus or if it's, um, you know, sea bass a roasted sea bass. And then in between our eating, all of a sudden liqueurs come out of the ward. Uh, they just land all of a sudden in our, our, our table. And it's usually like a lemon liqueur and orange liqueur. And then we're having that in the middle of our dinner before we go into our next, you know, dessert or what our next little thing, it's like our little appetizer before our food. Does that make sense? So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that'll be another great thing to join together. Yeah.
2: It's, a, it's uh, we, interesting that you mentioned that I love, um, you know, a bag at the restaurant in San Jose. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I know very well the chef, one of the chefs, Jessica and uh, David. So David, David Costa, he is doing a dessert, they have it on their menu, with ginger. So we actually, ah, they cannot sell nice. spirits, but we are, they're doing a dessert with ginger and using the the berries and a dessert. I haven't ever but, but, try it, but uh, it sounds very popular. <laughs> Well, so that's interesting, but I can ask him what do you think that ginger will pair with? Yes. Then have a, an opinion from a professional with a Michelin Absolutely. star. <laughs> oh, God.
0: you know, and that is one of the places I'm going to be cooking with is there, too. I am like so excited. I, oh, I'm my so God. Excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to I'm just so excited. I can't wait. So I'll uh, I'll see. I'll have ginger <laughs> In what in two weeks, Angela? Yeah, pretty much. In two weeks, I'll be there. So,
2: great, that, great. So yeah, yes, awesome. from the, yeah, yeah. Make it make sure right now that you have a chill because it's hot. So it, it does taste better. Opens the, the flavors and the aroma. Okay. Of, um, because it's really hot now. Yeah. So that's another thing that we do. Also, we try to serve it all with chilled.
1: Yeah. So Alexander, so we are coming up on our time, which is always amazing to us that we can fly through an hour. Um, so Has quickly. it been that
0: time already? It's pretty close. Yeah.
1: Wow. Um, but before we go. So I know that you've been on the market, you know, technically only since January. And I see on your website that you do have the, the new heart themed bottle coming out, which is awesome. Uh, but what is uh, you know, what's on the agenda for you guys for the rest of the year and then anything that we should be looking out for that you want to share with our listeners?
2: Yes, absolutely. So uh, we have that bottle coming in another um, shape of bottle. Those are considered the gourmet bottles. And they're great for uh, to buy and uh, have them as a gift. Also the gift set for the holidays, And that pretty much will be in the market in a month or so. Uh, and that's when the container is going to arrive to L.A. But right now we're doing, and um, besides all the festivals and the food shows, uh, peop- a lot of people don't know. But we have done quite a uh, event so far. Events with three thousand, five thousand people in LA. There's one coming right now that is called the uh, Brunch Con. If you are in LA, is a it's a must go. There will be probably around sixty to seventy vendors there. And uh, you just pay the the entrance, and everything is free there. It tastings of all different types of the best restaurants in L.A., uh, the best spirits, the best beers, and uh, they're expecting 5,000 people. So that's a huge wow. event. We are also going to be in San Francisco uh, in an event that uh, is very known in popular there. Should have around 3,000 people. What's it so called? Those are the Two major it's called the Latin Food Fest. Uh, they mm. have it in LA and they have it in San Diego. We were on the one in uh, LA. It was one of our first events. And that's when I realized that Ginger and I will be at a market.
0: Where is the Latin Fest going to be? Food Fest in San Francisco? When? When is that on? Uh, no,
2: I'm sorry, it's in San Diego. It's in San oh, Diego. San- it's going to be, Yes, yeah, it's going to be. If I'm not wrong, August 18 and 19. Okay. In August, and then the brunch con is also in August, I believe, on the 8th.
0: Okay, we'll make sure we put that in our um when Thank we. Thank you, and then
2: I'll confirm those dates as well. But I'm pretty sure okay. that. But now what we're doing that is most important. Than that is, we are having a few meetings uh, so we can get a few brand ambassadors so we can start going to the iconic bars in uh, in Los Angeles with a mojito recipe and other cocktails to see if they can start carrying ginger nine in their um, drinking menu. And we can see, we call G9 Mojitos, so it's the abbreviation of ginger nine. And if you can start uh, seeing G9 Mojitos in the most iconic restaurants and bars around LA, in the near future. That's our goal uh, right now. That is be amazing. amazing.
0: Well, Alexandra, I-, I can say I'm very proud of you. Being yes. um, what you're doing, it is the epitome of of who we are as being Portuguese, and that is being proud of who we are, promoting who we are, and what you're doing is just amazing, and I'm so proud of you.
2: Thank you very much. That helps right. for the bad days right angle. yes no exactly
0: well I and I you know absolutely
1: echo uh Maria's sentiments where you know when we see someone like yourself that has really fulfilled a niche and and brought something so unique to the market but is also working as hard as you are working to, to do that and it's inspiring and I I just hope that you know it's inspiring for me and I hope it's inspiring for our listeners that it gives people the motivation to Start that thing that they've been wanting to start for so long, but you know maybe their family hasn't been supportive or their friends have been discouraging. But they have to dig deep and and find the motivation and belief in themselves that they can do it. So, I mean, when we see someone like yourself, we can't help but be so proud. And you know, we Portuguese are damn smart and damn creative. Damn yeah, right. Damn and, right. And they're um, very
2: creative. That's
1: yes, we right. yes, we
0: are.
1: And we. You know, we have to celebrate each other. So I mean I I hope to see you at the that event in San Francisco and anywhere that you're going to be, please let us know and we're happy to to let everybody know about it. And
2: I cannot I just want to do a shout out here because whenever you're in the in the business world you cannot achieve anything on your own. You need Mm -hmm. help from friends, family, your network and I've been very fortunate to been with the right people at the right time and uh, they've been supporting me a lot in all this journey so far. And one of them is very involved with the Portuguese community. And that's how I started. It was probably the first person that helped me to open the doors to the Portuguese community uh, in the West Coast. There mm-hmm. was Nelson, Nelson Pontegraça. He's been yes, outstanding. He great. Yep. And I, I just want to leave uh, a word of appreciation to him here because When this started, of course, the first, my first target in market was our beloved Portugal and all the Portuguese community here, the diaspora. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was the one that opened a lot of doors because everyone knows now, and he's very committed and dedicated. He loves Portugal, especially the source. Uh, Mm -hmm. so I, I thank him a lot for, for and Mm -hmm. for me and for Ginger and I.
1: Yes, uh, that's a, and thank you for doing that because I feel like not, we don't publicly thank those that have helped us often enough, even if we, you know, are grateful to them, but putting it in a public forum like this is really great. And I know Nelson personally, and I know that he will. Ah, uh, be very, very touched by your words. So thanks for mm-hmm. for giving him a shout out. He's a really good good person, and so is his wife. Because you know, like they say, oh, like your wife amazing. has been very supportive. She, <laughs> Kathy, is oh, a saint. <laughs> he
2: <laughs> needs to deal with a lot of his... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he 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 does not stop talking about yeah. someone that commits. I can't believe sometimes we. I was at this place, like when we were saying that. Fairway to Nunu. We had a long day, like three days, and everyone wanted to go home and relax. Now, somebody does, he invites people again to his house. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh my God, poor Cassie. What is he yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, but he's like that. He's an amazing mm-hmm. guy. Yes, um, yeah. And well, thank you so much for having me. I really was touched with the invite. So, uh, we can share a little bit of what we're doing here. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, I really thank
2: appreciate
1: so the opportunity. Welcome. You're so we welcome. We And congratulations on your success. And um, we hope that someday we will see you in Trader Joe's.
0: You know?
2: Yeah. Um, thank you.
0: <laughs> there's, there's no doubt he will be in Trader Joe's as well as anywhere else he wants to be. There yes, is no uh, doubt. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. All right, everybody. So go to 9.com and pick up a bottle and uh, go visit. Alexander and his crew at the next event. And, um, thanks everybody for listening. And if you haven't hit subscribe, click that subscribe button. I really don't know what you're waiting for. Um, and please share the podcast with friends and family, share it on social media and please send us your feedback. We really love your feedback. And if it comes in the form of a review on iTunes or on SoundCloud, that is, uh, even better. So please do that. It actually will help people find us. Um, when they're searching for portuguese podcasts to listen to. So um thanks everybody. Thanks again Alexander. Thanks Maria. It's good good Thank chatting you. as always.
0: As and, always. Um, até a próxima. Thank you. Até a até
2: próxima. Abraço bigins.
0: Abraço Beijinhos. Ciao.
2: Ciao.
1: So is he super
0: nice and what a great idea, right? I mean, I mean it it truly is like like I said before. I mean the time is now to promote all things portuguese and he's yeah. done it he's doing it mm-hmm. which is what we want you know and what we want to see here at our portuguese table we want to mm-hmm. see all of this and a success story even to boot and he's it's mm-hmm. going to get bigger it's well, and he, get
1: bigger. Yeah and what I love too is that he took a product that you know when people go to portugal and they taste it it's it's uh, one of their favorite things, right? Because there's specific places that sell it and they're famous for it and and it becomes popular when they're there. But then you know, making that translate to come across the pond and sell it and have a brand that people will you know gravitate to, and you know the whole cocktail thing. I mean, he's done a really great job of sort of translating it for the mainstream audience without losing the character that it's a Portuguese delicacy. Right. I mean, so he's just done such a great job. I, I wish him the absolute best. I really hope that we're going to see he's, him everywhere because he's it's taking,
0: it is exactly it. He's taking a product and he's thinking outside the box. Yeah. Not yeah. doing the normal stuff that people normally do the yeah. old way and thinking of it a new way to hit a new market and and a whole market that's never had it before and are like, Oh my God, I got to have it. So how amazing is that? And yeah. that's what we want. That's what exactly. We want. And like I said,
1: he, he's inspiring. So I, I hope that he is a, uh, serves as an example for a lot of people out there because he's done, done a great job.
0: Yes. Job. And and for those that haven't heard us for a while and we've been getting your messages saying, Come on guys. We miss you. (laughs) We've we've been listening to repeats. Um, you know, we apologize, but like we said in the beginning, we've been doing so many things and we do this uh, for love and we actually, uh, haven't missed doing this, but you know, we haven't forgotten you guys. You're still there. You're still important.
1: And, um, we're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna ramp it up again and we've got a whole bunch of, um, other uh, guests lined up to be interviewed, so so get ready. Yep, you asked ask for more episodes, we're gonna have them for you.
0: <laughs> All right, Love Maria. It. All right, querida. Bye. Até a próxima, querida. Até a próxima. bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us
1: at feedback at table.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até, Até a próxima! próxima.